Hi there. Welcome to the Thought Mixing Bowl podcast. I'm your host, Matt Hanna. Every episode, I sit down with a different curious and creative person, and they bring in a question that they think is fascinating or important or both, and that they think most people aren't thinking or talking about. These questions also live at the intersection of art and life. So this time, I sat down with Emily Ann Peterson, and she gives a little introduction of herself and her story, and then we get into her question and a conversation around it. And just as a heads up, if you're sensitive to strong language or you're listening with kids, there are a couple points where she uses strong words, just so you're aware. So my name is Emily Ann Peterson, and I am a singer-songwriter and creative entrepreneur. And about two years ago, um, well, about four or five years ago, I was a full-time cello teacher. So I had about 30 students that I was teaching every week, which is kind of insane to think about. But I was on a highway to burnout at that time just because of the sheer numbers of things I was dealing with. I was also doing recording stuff and playing in bands and all of that. And my just my cups overfloweth and I couldn't and I'm, I was just really on highway to burnout. Mm-hmm. So I applied for some artist residencies in the spring of 2014. And before I left for my artist residency, I was diagnosed with a tremor in my right hand, which was pretty sucky. (laughs) (laughs) My right hand is the bow hand for non-cello players. And you have to have a really steady hand in order to play with a bow. And my hand was not steady anymore. So I have a degenerative neurological tremor in my right hand which basically means that massage and acupuncture and medications and all of that is like really just temporary symptom fixers. It also means that it, the shaking is going to get worse as I get older, especially if you look at my grandparents <laughs> as an example. Um, so it was a really sucky piece of news. And I actually spent, I applied for artist residencies in 2014 with the intention of recording an album of cello instrumental music. And when I was out there, I actually, I didn't touch the cello the whole time because I was really pissed. I was mad and I was grieving and I was really in pain about the idea of like, well, what now? Yeah. <laughs> um, if I can't do this, which my entire life, my entire community and connections and networking and income and living arrangements and my entire life was centered around this piece of wood that I can't play anymore, was looking at not playing anymore. So I spent the eight weeks at this artist residency just kind of sulking for lack of a better thing to do. But productively, I was sulking. I came out of the residency with like at least at least two handfuls of pretty decent solo singer songwriter songs that I had just like noodled around with on piano. And I came out of that going like, oh, this is pretty fun. I like this stuff. I do like music. It's not a it's not a drain. It's not a bore. It's not it's not burnout for me. And so I've spent the last two years kind of readjusting my life around singer-songwriter stuff and also the other things in my life. And so some of the other stuff in my life right now is I do marketing consulting and I also do, um, and I'm also writing a book. 
And the book is about bravery and courage and creativity triggered by, or the book concept was triggered by that story of like, well, when shit hits the fan, what do you do? And, you know, I'm not the only person who a similar kind of experience this has happened to. Like bad stuff happens to good people all the time. But what is it that makes people push through, move forward, find a creative solution around it? So I just got really curious about that and started writing a book about it. And in the book writing process, you know, I, I like wrote all the stuff down for myself, like internally sourced, wrote that part of the book first. And then my next phase was starting to talk to people about bravery and courage and creativity and vulnerability and boundaries and all of these subjects. And as those conversations unfolded, I realized that I had a podcast. So, <laughs> so yeah. um, the podcast launched a couple weeks ago as of this um, as of this recording, and. It's going really, really good. There are some really fantastic interviews that I've got with some really wonderful people. And the podcast name is Bare Naked Bravery. So that's what's on the horizon for me <laughs> right now. That's my intro. Awesome. Super- yeah. Yeah. It's a, everyone's always got lots of things to share. Every, like oh, yeah. creative people are always going at it in so many different directions. Yeah. That's a. Uh, well, and that's my question yeah, for today. Yeah, yeah. Because my next phase of life is like. I should say the continuation of my next phase in life is, wow, I've been juggling a lot of balls just to get by lately, and those are great, and I'm fully capable of continuing all of that. However, I see all of the areas that I'm missing out, all the opportunities I'm missing out on because I'm already juggling so many things. So that's my that's today's question for myself. And I actually just got out of a mastermind meeting with some colleagues and we were talking about this exact same topic. Yeah. So so what is so what is the exact question then in question format? When you realize you're juggling too many balls, how do you pick which ball to drop? Hmm. Yeah, that's that's a super tricky one for us creatives and it's Well, I don't know if it's necessarily dropping a ball or like if it's creating a new ball out of two or like how do you reduce the number of balls you're juggling yeah yeah that's it's a a super tricky one because there is that where sometimes it feels like to get ahead you have to have a little bit of that specialization to you know show your expertise or whatever but then if you have so many interests so there's some people who yeah do the the mushing or smushing of interests whatever to find their their uh, passion at the corner of two things but then it's sometimes for people if you have like six interests how do you pick two things out of those six interests so yeah right. I mean I, I one of the opportunities that I see that I am missing is I'm still teaching a couple lessons or I still offer lessons I don't advertise that I'm doing that but it's you know it's I'm good at it I still like doing it I just know that it's not a great investment for me to be doing that full-time at this point um, because I can't control when my trimmer is going to go off the deep end, you know. But I do see that, you know, like on the days that I'm spending with marketing clients, that is time that I am investing fully into their careers and not into my own. And I recognize that I'm that they're paying me to do that. And I love doing that. And I'm really, I've got great ideas to offer. But 
it doesn't allow me, I'm just spending time on someone else's business. And that always feels like I'm cheating on myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and the same thing applies to teaching too. Like I'm fully invested in my students, 100% in a lesson. And at the end of the lesson, I do feel fulfilled. But that's again, time that I have not spent on my career. I've do you yeah. know what I mean? So is it that you're struggling with finding like the one main thread through everything or like, or in order to determine like how are, what's the struggle with cutting things off? Why is it that you're struggling to cut things off or push things together? Is... Oh, I'm not struggling cutting okay. things off. Okay. I'm actually like, I'm, I'm taking a sabbatical in December and I will spend that time in Atlanta with family and also just doing exactly this, finding the answer to this question. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I have no problem leaving and cutting and dropping or putting things on pause basically. Right. Yeah. So I guess, so your, your answer to the solution then is just taking a step back kind of from everything reevaluating, and then you're going to dive back in with maybe one or two things. So you're kind of pulling the cord kind of. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Basically like rebooting. Yeah. Which in some, in my dad is a marketing professor in academia, they take sabbaticals all the time. And sabbaticals are like working vacations, basically, or working vacations from your other work. So you get to like spend the seven months or the semester working on the one project that you've really been wanting to work on or getting that fellowship or you know working with a nonprofit or something like that. It's not just a full on vacation and like, pause, I'm going to go to the beach, you know, <laughs> definitely not that. So I know what I, I know that I'm going to spend my sabbatical working a lot on songwriting and also um, focusing on a lot of the podcasts It's still going to keep going. But yeah, I think it has a lot to do with finding that common thread that will give back. So what is your, so how are you trying to figure out that comment or that one, you know, resonant theme? Like what is your process that you just sitting writing in a journal? Are you reading a lot of other people's stories? Like, how are you trying to tackle that specifically? Yeah, I've got, you know, I've got a good group of friends who are wonderful sounding boards, and they give me the honest truth about stuff. That's a first, for sure. You know, what I did yesterday was I made a list of things that I wanted to do while I was in Atlanta, or on sabbatical things that I wanted to do that had nothing to do with obligation. So like, I want to finish my book because that's something I want to do. Not because I'm going to get paid for it. Not because like, Uh (laughs) like no other reasons other than I want to finish it. I actually do want to see that thing come, come to fruition. Um, I want to do songwriting. So I have like a list of like a good 15 things that I want to do while I'm away. And I think that's a really great place to start a lot of, entrepreneurs like to talk about their whys. That's like a big hot phrase right now. Like, what's your why? What's your why? Mm -hmm. And I think that's a a wonderful place to start. Like, why are you in business? Why are you an artist? Okay. Why are why is that your answer? Mm -hmm. And you have like five layers of whys that you ask. And I mean, I know my whys, but I also, sometimes that doesn't help you make the logistical like, okay, so then what am I going to do with today? (laughs) Right. It's, it's, Connecting the philosophy to the practicality. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. 
So yesterday I did that like list of what do I want to do without any obligations of monetary time wise, you know, if the world truly was my oyster and it is, what do I want to do with it? So I think that's a really great place to start because even, and and that's actually what I, what I see happening a lot with the people that I interview about courage and bravery is they have this thing they want to do and then they let the constraints mold the how. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's something I think (laughs) a lot of creators struggle with too, is setting constraints. Like I can do anything in the world and then it, you can't choose to do anything. So the constraints are another big thing too. I I think you're right. Yeah. But I think, I think like if you start from the, what do I want to do, then the constraints aren't holding you back from dreaming big. Do you know what I mean? Because I think, you know, we get in this, like, say, for instance, if I had made a list for my time away, things that I need to get done to make money, (laughs) say, for instance, you know, that list looks very, very, very different currently than the one of just what do I want to do with my time? Right. That's the state of things at this point. And it all, it wasn't always, you know, like I think that those seasons, those lists go through the ebbs and flows of different differences. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's interesting how it seems to hit people at different times in their career too. I think a lot of people hit this stage at different points. Some are lucky enough, I think, to get it earlier on, some hit it later on. And it's, I find it, it's another interesting question for me is what makes people click? Like, obviously you have a pretty, you know, direct correlation there with your story with like, you had something physically happened to you that impeded what you were doing. But for a lot of people, I don't know, like what, what makes that well, switch flip? I would say, I would say also, you know, yeah, the physical element, the, the physical diagnosis was a really big stop sign. However, I was already on the highway to burnout before I was diagnosed with it. So I was already poised for making a change. Now, I didn't know what that change was. And I didn't know what I wanted it to be. You know, I just thought my students weren't paying me enough for the amount of effort I was giving, you know, (laughs) or like I had too many students or whatever, however you wanted to look at that. So I was already I was already like mentally and emotionally ready for a big change. So I, I was not a full victim of my situation, if that makes sense. Right, right. Yeah, and I think that is true with most people I talk to as well, is that it's not just like overnight, like some incident happened. It's, it's something creeps up over time, like the burnout or something. And then, and then maybe there's an event that flips that switch after they've had a little bit of the egging on towards this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, we could talk about, this is a topic you could talk about for hours. So, but totally. uh, <laughs> I think that's a, that's a nice little thing for people to ponder on. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to specifically hit upon on that topic that you want to leave people with? Oh man. I just think, you know, like uh, there's always a, a conversation that I'm willing to have with people and you know, it's just me on the other side of an email. So I would say like, if you have, your own story to add to this, feel free to reach out to me at any point. Like I, I'm, I'm on Instagram, social media, the, the emails, the Googs, all of that. I'm, 
just look for Emily Ann Peterson and Bare Naked Bravery and I'll come up. Um, but please like reach, reach out. It's, it's, I think one of the things that I've learned from this past, you know, long season, um, several years is that the community around you really is going to shape what you, what you do and are willing to venture out into. So I'm a big advocate of connection. Excellent. Well, I always encourage people to reach out to guests. So I'll put all that information in the show notes. So people check out that and send a message or send her your thoughts. And thanks for taking the time to present your question and your story and your musings. And uh, yeah, take care. Thank you for having me. So I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Emily. And I hope that you'll think on that question and think about how it applies to your life. And then have a conversation with someone about what you came up with. You can share your thoughts with Emily where she mentioned and check out the show notes. You can find me at ThoughtMixingBowl.com. And if you'd like to hear more of these conversations and more questions, you can head on over to ThoughtMixingBowl.com. Or you can subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. And if you'd like to help support the project, help support other creatives, or join in the conversation about these questions with other creatives, head on over to ThoughtMixingBowl.com support. And you can find out more about doing any of those three. So that's it. Until next time, take care and be awesome.